You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show, the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. Phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. Um, real quick, today, uh, I just want to give a special shout-out. If you're watching on uh, the YouTubes or whatever, you can see on the top right over here, We've got our first official sponsor for the YouTube channel, which I'm really excited about. I've been trying to get um, Wisconsin companies on board for a long time, and I can't think of a better... I mean, uh, granted, I'm, I'm shooting for food companies all the time, but I can't think of a better company than uh, than Ticket King, which is a Wisconsin-based company, big-time Packer fans based in Milwaukee and Madison, that sell Packer tickets. So a uh, big shout-out to Ticket King. Um Obviously, as we get closer and closer to the NFL season, very hopeful that we'll be able to continue this relationship with Ticket King and uh, get you guys a lot of a lot of tickets, get some promo codes and whatnot. In the meantime, though, any concerts or anything like that you're going to, be sure to check them out. Uh, all right. Welcome. Do you plan on t- uh, tuning into the UFL? My roommate is a Vikings fan, so we figured it would be cool to cheer for the same team. We're going for the Battle Hawks. I always forget, man. I always forget. Like, I try to get into it. It's like basketball and baseball. I try to get into it, and then I watch it, and then I don't like it. And so I just uh, I just let it go. Shout out to Chop Robinson 448. I think that was kind of an expected time. But uh, anyways, all right, let's get to this. Please let me know immediately if you can't hear anything so I'm not just staring at this like an idiot. No uh, phone numbers on the screen this time. Let's get started with... Pedro. Hey, Ryan, it's me, Pedro, the guy from Brazil. Sure. So, I was just listening to the podcast now that you were talking about the GMs and how people who do mock drafts think they're experts and they're not, you know, and I agree 100%. But I was thinking here about your actual spreadsheet when you found out that Tom, and you know what? I think that maybe sometimes data will give you the answer. You know, it wasn't like that with that clown. He was amazing in almost every single uh, piece of data that you went through. Right. And the chances that he would be a good player, it was 
pretty high compared to the other ones, especially in, in his case, since he was not a, a high pick projected, you know. So I want to know, this year, do your spreadsheet has some player that is over the top in almost every single aspect like that time was? Yeah. If you already did it, let me know. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, sometimes maybe we just overthink it. I'm trying to remember which one it was, if it was Brooks or Wooden last year. I think it was Wooden. Um, but one of those guys was kind of similar. They just dominated every single category. And I think sometimes you overthink it a little bit, and you, you look at it and say, well, they got these limitations and whatnot. And sometimes they're just good football players, you know what I mean? Um, let me look real quick. I don't know if uh, SAS has their thing up yet. Probably not. Let me pull it over here so we can look at it at the same time so it's not complete dead air. So, see, they still got last year's stuff up here. It will be interesting to kind of look at this because that's where I got it from for Zach Tom. I was just, I found out SIS was doing some stuff. And so, uh, you know, you look at, I think he was, I think he was, a, he must have been a tackle. And he was just at the top of almost every single one of these things here. So that's when he kind of went on my radar right away. I started talking about him, got excited about him, et cetera, et cetera. Again, um, this is all last year's stuff, but that'll be another one to kind of look at. I'm kind of just getting into the data side of things a little bit. Um, I've mostly been trying to watch these guys and um, starting with the combine. So I've got this uh, monstrosity of a spreadsheet here, essentially just looking at... Um, well, it's it's a complicated kind of situation, but it is... Daddy! Yes, dear, I'm doing a live thing. What do you need? Nothing. Um, anyways, I'm just doing... Um, trying to, to quantify the athleticism rather than just looking at athleticism as a whole, trying to find out what the most valuable ones are, and then grade them based on that. You got a princess there? Oh, your new doll? Should I show everybody your new doll? Okay, here's the new doll, everybody. This is her. There you go. All righty. Why don't we get to the new caller so you can listen to something else? Here you go. Here's Trevor. Hey, Ryan, Trevor, Virginia. Um, listening right now, and somebody just called in, and they're talking about how they got a uh, some sort of tampon ad while listening to your show. And I was just say if they were like me, and they you guys won't let this go. Uh, or I'm guessing most of them, actually. The ads are actually targeted per user. Like, we don't all get the same ads. Like if, And if I listen to your show today and listen to the same show tomorrow, it's going to be different ads. Like, they inject those based on me. So I have never heard that ad listening to your show. Um, I don't know what uh, – I think it was Kyle Madison, but I don't know what he's into. Um, I don't know. Maybe him and his wife share an account or something. Married, that's yeah, why. yeah. That's maybe. probably what it is. Getting stuff that way. But, yeah. Um, yeah, those are targeted ads, yeah. so um, okay. if you're hearing stuff like that, it's uh, it's on you. But, um, <sighs> yeah, haven't called in a while. Um, it's good to hear from you, Trevor. I'm just waiting for the draft. I'm, I'm into the draft, but I'm not really into the mock draft season, honestly. I don't know why. I'm just not. Right, it doesn't help that I have a three-year-old and a one-month-old child, so yeah. we have time for all that right now. But, um, anyway, still love all the content that you're putting out. Uh, still listen. Go back up. Yeah, I, I don't get into the mock drafts as much. It seems counterintuitive. I like the draft. I like looking at the prospects and all that. I think the only thing that's helpful with doing mock drafts is you kind of see 
your progress, right? Like I feel like I got this pile of guys that I'm looking at. I need to do a mock draft just to kind of see how it's kind of like how well you're able to just communicate what you know, how smooth you are with your information, right? If I'm getting into the second round and I'm already like, ah, who is that freaking guy again? And then you get into the third round and it's like, I know I like this guy. I don't know who these seven guys are. You got a lot of work to do. I'm kind of to the point where you get to about the fourth round, but at the same time, like I'm forgetting information every second. Um, so you got to like really stay on top of it. That's why this is good too, just because I don't really care. I don't need to see them running all these stupid drills and whatnot. It's just good to kind of see their name, listen to what people are saying about them. Like, okay, yeah, that's good to know. Like it's this and that. You kind of get to see, you know, Jalex Hunt. Like, oh yeah, Houston Christian. I remember seeing that on PFF. Houston Christian. He's got that one logo, right? Jalex, weird name. Then you're hearing like how to say these guys' names. Um, who was one of the guys I heard him talking about? And I was like, oh, that's how you say it. I don't remember. Uh, this one's still hilarious. Or row, row, row. But, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's good. It's just, it's good to kind of just make sure that you're kind of up to speed with what you're doing and, and where you need to kind of work on some stuff. And um, you can kind of just gauge how far along you are as far as the targeted ads and whatnot. Um, that's a fair point because I know I've had people message me and say, just so you know, like I'm in Mexico and I'm getting ads in Spanish. I'm like, I didn't even know I could do that. It's pretty cool. So fair enough. I don't even want to listen to the ads because I don't want to know what I'm going to be targeted with. That sounds like, uh, it's a scary thing about ads. They start sending you stuff. It's like, bro, what, come on, man. What are you trying to say? <laughs> it's not like that advertisement. All right. Pedro. You there? I don't hear anything. Why am I not hearing anything? Pedro? There we go. Hey, Ryan. It's me, Bid with the Red from Brazil, man. What's up, man? What's up? So, I was listening here to your podcast. Hey, John. You were talking about the RAS scores and what the backers usually do and not what they won't do. They will never. And da 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 da. I just called to make something really clear. I, I mean, it's good for me. I don't know if I'm right, but I think I am. And it's simple. The Packers. Don't have a, a hard limit to, oh, the RAS has to be this or it has to be that or whatever. I truly don't believe that. What the Packers do is they prioritize the talent and the high ceiling of the players, the potential. That's how the Packers draft. So it's the Packers. And if you go back, you, you will see that that's usually why the Packers draft a player that's usually considered a reach. Because that player is usually not in, in, in his peak. He's not like NFL ready or whatever, but he has the potential to be a great player and a great value for that pick. I, I truly believe that that's what the Packers do. And, you know, the physical traits, the RAS or whatever score you want to use, that's a big part of it. Because if you're taller, if you're stronger, if you're faster, yeah, that means that probably you have more potential than someone that has, like, the same talent level as you, and it's smaller, it's slower, it's weaker, and whatever. So, yeah, that, that's it. That's the only thing. So, if the Packers have a, a RAS score for a player that, like, seven, but he, they believe that he has, for some reason, a huge potential, they will trust him. That, that, that's just it, you know? And... I, I believe that if you go back on several picks, especially Brian Goodison's picks, you will see that correlation that, okay, this player is not the best player,
will be because you have to thank you. It was like that with love. It was like that with praying. It was like that with everybody. So, yeah. That's what I believe and want to know what you think. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, I've kind of talked about this a couple times, and I, I, I struggle to find the right words to explain what I'm trying to think. But, you know, the, the teams don't pick in a vacuum. They pick up against 31 other teams. And so I think when you see patterns like that, what you're really seeing is sort of the, um, you're, you're kind of getting an idea of how teams prioritize. So if a team happens to like, everybody wants bigger, faster, stronger, right? Everybody wants guys that can do all these things, but how much you prioritize, let's say speed as compared to other teams means you're going to end up with guys that end up being more athletic they're not falling to you know the the raiders or whatever it's a terrible example because they're historic at least you know al davis days which by the way packers are from that lineage so i wonder if that's where the wanting the athletes come from uh wanting the elite athletes thing comes from whatever the reason that the packers end up with all the elite athletes and i think the bears have a guy i saw they they generally are high ras teams is just because they prioritize it more it's not that they don't like it um so yeah i mean they they want the upside and uh, whatever the reason is i don't know but they end up just caring more about that than other teams do so at the end of the day when you look at the list of players, the Packers are going to end up with more guys that happen to be high RAS than maybe some other teams that just don't care quite as much. Of course, they want it, they like it, but it's not as important. Boy, oh boy, you got to help me here. Um, Takeda Copa, is that right? Takeda Copa says, watching live from Mombasa, Kenya, Africa. So I got to ask you, we're talking about ads. I'm hoping you listen to the uh, Packernet podcast over there. Are, are you getting uh, ads in Swahili over there? Is that is that a thing or is it is that not a thing? Uh, Matt Ramage says it's not dark here. Matt, shut up, dude. <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, no, let's let's do Pedro's other call before we take a break. Hey Ryan, what's up? It's me, Pedro. I had from Brazil. Man. So last night on the live of the Packernet Network show. Uh, you were saying that you didn't choose which kind of, uh, of products, you know, that were advertising the show anymore. And that got me <laughs> really surprised because the Portuguese one that there you go. It's, it's, it's heavy, not on the show. It's about a supermarket that's selling steaks and giving tips <laughs> about the barbecue. So yes. I just want to say that I, I thought that they're, they're doing a great job. At least here in Brazil, uh, on saying things that it, it's it's what we want to hear here, you know, things we talk about. So yeah, just want to tell you that. That's it. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Well, that's fantastic, and uh, we're now using that as a litmus test for what kind of a human being you are. So you are a man that likes barbecue. So now we know that much. Uh, but no, I mean, if if you hear my voice reading it, that's that's me. Probably most of the time. It doesn't have to be, but most of the ads you're hearing are not um, anything that I'm selecting. It's not something, it's not a partnership that I'm working with. Um, the majority of the ads, unfortunately, because when I actually work things out, uh, whether that be from our good friends over here at Ticket King or whatever, um, they end up being slightly 
higher paying than than ones that just kind of get slotted into like thousands of different podcasts all across and that's what those are all right let's take our first break we'll come back and hear from uh the unknown caller and yes that's his name in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value jordan love card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, Ryan, it's me again. Oh. I don't know so, why it came up unknown. We're coming up here to the NFL Combine, and I was looking for some players, and there's two players that I want to highlight here, and the two of them are wide receivers. I know we probably won't pick a wide receiver in the first round. Uh, we have depth on um, the position. I know everything about that. But I do know those history. And the two of these players, which I'm calling Wilson Brothers, are amazing. First one is, I don't know, like Romeo Woodson or something like that from Michigan. This guy is a freak. You yeah. were talking about him in, in, the, in the show. I went and looked up some films and stuff, and you know what? The guy is amazing. He will break everything the record. He, if we had some player that we can come to Tarkeel event, you know, every year there's, oh no, this is the next Tyreek Hill. No, no. If, if there's going to be another Tyreek Hill, it's this guy. He's not tall, he's kind of short, but he is fast. He's quick. He's like, he's like a superhuman, you know? And the other one is Johnny Wilson from Florida. We're talking about a 6'6 dude who is big, tall, and he can run in the full force. You want to talk about mismatch? Just imagine. We have Watson on the side, this guy on the other one, and we have Musgrave running from the middle. It's just too much size and speed to, to, for any defense. 
for any secondary school. You will have some short dudes, some dude that's not that fast guarding this guy, and you know what? Your dogs can put that b-ball in their hands. So, yeah, I, I do think that don't be surprised if in the second round or in the third round, if one of the I, I do believe that the, the Michigan Wilson will, will be available, but the Florida one, maybe. And don't be surprised if Goose goes that route because this guy is a freak. So, yeah, that's it. Want to know what, what you think about this guy if you already watched the films? If you don't, just put there in your list because trust me, you're not going to get disappointed. So yeah, that's it. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Now, one of the positions i got to go back through, because it was the first one I did, I think, is wide receiver. Uh, but Roman Wilson has gotten so much hype um, for exactly what you said. His athleticism and whatnot is out of control. Um, I'm actually surprised Johnny Wilson is not getting as much hype. I don't know if it's just people are kind of bored with the you know six-foot-six guys or whatever. You know, if he runs in the four fours, I'm sure there'll be like an emergence of that. But I just I haven't really seen a ton of Johnny Wilson hype. It used to be back in the day, if you were, you know, six four or taller and you ran in the four fours or whatever, that was like a big deal. Maybe it's just not anymore. I don't know. Um We'll see. I don't know. But um yeah, definitely uh Roman Wilson is getting a lot of hype. And I have a feeling if he if we're in the second round and our pick comes up and he's still there, that's gonna be people are gonna be um Real excited to get him. Although you got a bunch of other fan favorites, Peyton Wilson. I saw Edrin Cooper is really popular. Uh, the safeties are all really popular. So um, we'll see. But but uh, yeah, I know I know Roman Wilson is a really really talented guy, and I'm excited to go back through the wide receivers and uh, take another look at him. Kyle, what's going on, man? Ryan, what's up, Kyle from Madison? How, How are, are you? you? Good. So I'm thinking about next year's draft. And I was kind of wondering kind of what everybody would tentatively be planning. I think I can probably only swing one day up there. Okay. You know, I'm only three hours away, not even. Uh, I don't know if I want to spring for a hotel or multiple hotels. It's, it's just close enough, you know. It's right. kind of cheap. <laughs> but maybe. We'll see. I, it seems like, because when, when is the first round? Is that usually on a Thursday? Is that usually how that works? Thursday night. I think so, so. Thursday, I guess it depends Saturday. on everybody's work situation, but uh or is it a Friday maybe? It's one of the two. That might be cool for the main meetup day just because the draft is until the evening and we could hang out, meet each other during the day and then go party and watch the pick. Um you know, in the evening. And uh I don't know how this would work, but if somehow this was possible, it would be the most entertaining thing. And that would be to, let's say there's like 12 of us that you talk to fairly often, you know, pick 12. It would be so hilarious to have you have to guess. Like if somebody gave you index <laughs> cards with like, yeah. you know, Kyle from Madison, Omar no. the Firefighter, you know, et cetera. And you'd have to match without hearing us talk who you think those that's, people are. That's pretty funny. And I don't know, maybe like however successful you are, we, we could donate for charity or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know how that would even work or if it's even possible, but man, that would be so funny because, uh, I, I, I know you were talking about this briefly on one of the, the shows this last week, uh, about how people's voices always, you know, are, are one thing and then you see them. This always happens with radio personalities too. You see their face and you're like, wait a second. Right. You're like some tough, 
shock shock, and then you see them, and then <laughs> like this little thing, you're like, wait a second. Uh, but that would be really cool. And if that doesn't happen, that's too much prep, whatever. I do think it'd be cool, and I could even supply these, but we should make some Packernet name tags. So when, yeah. like, people arrive wherever we're meeting up, they can just write their moniker on there if they're a caller, you know, just slap it right on the Packernet name tag. Uh, I could even print some of those up and bring them up or whatever just so we, we know who each other is. But, uh, yeah, just wondering. Um, I have a football-related question. I'm going to call back keep that separate and let you comment on this. The name tag thing would be cool, and it's, it's like I've talked about before where it's you have some kind of an identifier saying, like, I'm I'm a Packernet listener or whatever, but especially if you're a caller um, or some kind of a known figure, you know, you're just cruising through the uh, through the draft and you see somebody that says Kyle from Madison. Like, bro, I know Kyle from Madison. I think that'd be pretty cool. It, I, it sounds like what we need is a home base, something like an Airbnb or whatever. That can operate as an as, as a home base. Um, we can record out of it. We can kind of do these kinds of things. We can set up a little thing with cameras and whatnot where we can play these little games where we guess who's who. Um, stuff like that would be pretty ideal. But um, again, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm not sure how that's all going to pan out. The, the Airbnbs are probably already booked up and sold. We're we're so far behind the eight ball. <laughs> People are probably already a couple years out on that. Hey, Kyle again. So, I haven't seen a lot of this uh, particular school of thought since this time last year, but I ran into it this weekend on one of the social medias. I don't even remember which one, but and that is the Packers aren't good enough, etc., because they don't have an owner. And I just, man, I thought like this season was maybe the the season that could bury that garbage once and for all. I feel like a lot of people use the same tired arguments about, you know, the 70s and the 80s. And that's just was a different thing, an organizational structure that was different and bogus. And the board of director, board of directors literally had to approve Bart Starr's game plan. Okay. It was a organizational structure that's different. Okay. Once that got changed, I think it's pretty obvious that the Packers have a winning formula. Yeah, yeah, we all... I'll be honest, I've never heard anybody talk about that. I, I, I would I would have a hard time not laughing in their face if, if somebody got into an argument about why it's better to have an owner and they brought up the 80s or the 70s or when, whenever that was that they had that structure. I mean, give me a break, man. I mean, that's such a weak, weak argument. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's just foolishness. Uh, more championships, you know, but we've been playing winning football since like 1990, maybe even a couple of years. I guess we had the Mikowski year. Yeah. So we've had like winning records for most of my life, most of everybody's life probably listening here. Um, so it's just shocking to me when I, when I run into this. And I remember last year, a lot of the talking heads were all over this when when it was when we were starting to talk about the, the trade with the Jets. Oh God! And, and this is the thing that kills me: how there's no accountability for anybody in the media. Because I would sure love to revisit this conversation with all the talking heads that talked so much crap last year about how Joe Douglas is the man and how Woody Johnson is amazing and how the Packers don't have an owner so they can't compete. You were there; you heard all these conversations. Yeah. It is the dumbest thing 
And I just wish that the national media, we could revisit this. Because let's look exactly at the Jets-Rogers trade situation. Because there is no better illustration of why this is wrong than that entire fiasco. You know, I mean... I mean, it's it's so insane even that, that that ever got off the ground. And I understand the media just gets blown with the wind. Like, they're, they are just the most pathetically just they, – they they just go wherever the wind blows. So it, it, I, I can't really expect them to be rooted in any kind of uh, common sense because there's no roots whatsoever. Again, they just blow wherever. But how does that even get off the ground when you compare the Packers and the Jets organizations? They They allowed – themselves to convince each other that the Packers have been doing it wrong all these years and the Jets have been doing it right. I mean, uh, oh, the, the fact that an owner came in and strong-armed his personnel people to make a decision that is no doubt, you know, unless they come and, and win the Super Bowl next year, screwed the Jets big time. I just, I don't understand it. You know, meanwhile, here we are able to sit on quarterbacks where they develop without pressure from an owner that's not a football person. So I, I just wish we could put this to bed once and for all. Or, if we're not going to put it to bed, can we relitigate last last year this time? Because, boy, howdy, I'm feeling good about that argument. Anyway, talk to you later. Yeah, and it's almost annoying just that the same people who are just trashing the Packers for years on behalf of Aaron Rodgers because how dare you not help Aaron Rodgers? How dare you not listen to Aaron Rodgers? How dare you not do all this stuff? Now they just they just swoop back in, and now they're on the Packers. Oh, Gutekunst is a genius, and Matt LaFleur is a genius, and what a great organization. You know what? Screw you, dude. <laughs> They've always been a great organization. You bunch of morons forgot that and decided to run with this stupid narrative. And, and and the Jets are doing exactly what you said the Packers should have been doing. And look at them. So now now everybody wants to sit and laugh at the Jets. No, 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 no. You don't get to laugh at the Jets. This was your plan. Okay? You sit there and own it. I think I think all these media people should be sitting over there with the Jets being laughed at. But instead, they're over here like, oh, yeah, the Packers are so smart. I'm smart because I know the Packers are smart. And I'm smart because I know the Jets are stupid. I can't believe what the Jets are doing. They're doing exactly what you said the Packers should have been doing, you bunch of hacks. That's what's going on. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Too old for this. The New York Jets aren't even in New York. What makes people think they can do anything right? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's take a break. We'll hear from Jersey Mike. Hey, Ryan. It's Jersey Mike. So, uh, gotta ask you a question. Not what I do wrong. Do you remember at one point in the beginning of the season and probably through the middle of this past season, there was this guy that was screaming from the top of the roof that it, it, they just need to make everything simpler. It, it's too complicated. The guys aren't understanding it. And, and, and you know, we just got to make it simpler. I think I was yelling specifically about offense, but... <laughs> I was going to make yeah, that I comment. I meant for but... defense as well. <laughs> so, ah, happily, I like this guy. Yeah. I really do. I like his attitude. I like his, his responses. You, you can tell this man has been a head coach. You can tell this man has been around for a while because let's be clear. If our head coach, Matt LaFleur, talked the way that this guy talks, 
we'd be absolutely fine with it. Because he does, they both talk the same way. They're both really great communicators. Um, I don't think I felt that when I talked to Joe Barry so much. Um, but then on top of that, Halfley understands, like, fully what the point of football is. He gets that it's a team sport. He gets that you need all, all pieces working together. And, and that falls on the coaching staff to say, hey, I know this guy is capable of this. I'm not going to put him in this position unless I'm forced to, right? Because that's not what he's great at. And if I, if I try to make him do something he's not great at, of course he's, I'm setting him up for failure, right? And as a, as a team leader, it's his job to go out there and set his guys up for success as best as he possibly can. Right, because Brian Gutekunst can go out there and get the talent, but but somebody has got to go out there and help these guys show their talent. Right, Matt Lafleur has done such a great job on offense. Let's be real, all of those rookie pieces. There's a reason that our our offense looked so so weird at first, and then became so electric at the end there. Right, now, can we have that from our defense? I think we seriously can. I think we seriously can. Let's get prepared for a defensive draft. I feel like we're going to go a little heavy on it. I feel like we have to. Um, but, but Halfley's attitude is what I've been asking for all along. Keep it simple. Uh, this, this is, man, unless something crazy happens, this has been the best start to an offseason that we've had in years around here in Green Bay. Seriously is. We have nothing but up to look forward to. And we've got the staff to get us there. Go, Pat, go. I think that was kind of the goal when they looked at the – when you look at the offense, you can see exactly what you want, right? Of course it's going to be bumpy. That's what you expect. But the question is, can you be a teacher? Can you communicate to your guys and get them to understand? And then based on what they do and don't understand, can you cater what you do based on what they can do? Right, if if you got a guy that's talented or a guy that really understands, you put more on his plate and you design your offense in such a way that you help these guys to understand, but simultaneously, you you redistribute the weight based on what these guys can carry. And Matt Lafleur did a masterful job of that. That's why we went from being kind of a laughing stock and being like, "Oh crap, this is bad," to by the end of the year thinking, "This is one of the better teams in football. This is freaking crazy." And so, you know, we've heard a lot about teacher when it comes to Halfley, and I think that's the point. You know, I mean, a guy's record is not the be-all, end-all. So when you go to Joe Barry, everybody was upset about his record. It's like, yeah, but maybe it was the pieces, maybe this, that, or the other. But there was never anything ever that showed that the guy has the ability to make something better. He just never did it. And so that's kind of the goal with Halfley is a guy that you know, we need to find a guy that's a teacher, a guy that can get the best out of the guys that he has, a guy that can create a defense that does exactly what Matt LaFleur does, that that assesses what we have, gets the best out of the guys that we have, but also understands, like, we got something over here, let's put a little bit more on his plate, right? Um, you know, whatever. We're, we're, we're going to push him to do multiple things, and then this guy, it's going to be a little bit more simple. Simpler reads, simpler this, simpler that. And just designing a defense to be the best that it can possibly be. Um, while again, the priority being make sure that we get them to understand. Get you know they might be a little slower getting up to ten, but get them to ten. And um, I, I think the, the the contrast between the offense and defense, although the defense had its moments, um, 
just the contrast with what they saw with Matt Lafleur. They just said we got to have a, 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 a we got to have that on defense. Uh, what he did was a masterful job, and we got to find someone that can do that with the defense. And I think, again, what we've heard from Halfley is that it, it's 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 teacher and 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 you know simplifying, but um, I think that's just part of an overall philosophy, which is helping guys to understand, you know, and by you know. Th- you got to kind of choose what style of football you're going to play. And I think he leans toward things that make it kind of, you know, easier for guys to process. You know, it's it's like choosing a diet that is, uh, chooses foods that the body can more easily digest, right? It's just kind of the, the, the sort of diet that you, you lean on, whereas somebody else might look toward more protein and this and that. Yeah, but it can't really break down as easily. Stupid analogy, but you get the idea. So I'm excited. I mean, you never really know until until we see these guys, but I think we got exactly what we needed, and that's um, that's a guy that I think can at least put the best possible thing on the field. And, um, you know, I mean, what we've seen from Brian Gutekunst lately is encouraging. Even if we find out that maybe some of these guys aren't as good as we thought, and maybe some, you know, maybe Rashawn is on the tail end or he's, he's fallen off or whatever, we have reason to believe that we have a, a GM that's going to be able to find the right pieces, right? And and maybe uh, maybe having Halfley there to kind of, oh, look at that. Maybe having Halfley there to um, help guide the, 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 the ship in terms of what we're looking for will uh, kind of work in our favor. Bramble, what's up, man? Hey, Packy. It's Bramble. Long time no talk. No call. I guess we chatted. Either way. Um, we're going to call in because you told me to. Um, the Rashawn Gary cap move restructure, I mean, I'm sure it has to do with the way the cap went up this year and the projected growth possibly next year and the year after. Um, I don't know if you've talked about it much, but the cap went up significantly more, I think, than people were expecting. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, which I mean, kind of lies my point as to why they would do it, but I mean, they do have to re-sign some people, and it seems like maybe, you know, they're positioning themselves to do such a thing. Um, so, we may see some pretty active re-signings and some free agency here coming up, but anywho, look forward to listening to the rest of your uh, Guten Kunst podcast. Anyhow, Adios. Yeah, the nickel and diming surprised me um, a little bit. Like, like I said, with Rashawn, or um, who the heck was it that they did that with? Why am I blanking on where that just happened? I don't know. Um, I think it was Rashawn. It had to have been. Or was it Jair? I don't know. But um, that, that did surprise me. I saw Preston. They did it with Preston, but I think that was just a pay cut. I haven't really had a chance to look at that yet. I've been kind of pulled in a million different directions. But um, it surprised me other than to think, as you said, they're positioning themselves to be able to bring people back. And the biggest one is David Bakhtiari. Um, If they do bring him back and don't screw with the contract at all, I mean, obviously it's going to be very expensive, but it's the easiest way to have him on the field. And then next year, either you give him a contract, which is going to be significantly lower if you want him to continue to play, or he's done and he's off the books without us having to push money out or screw around or whatever. Um, but that did surprise me a little bit to see how much they've been, um, 
Again, kind of nickel and diming. Just a couple million here, a couple million there. Nico, what's up, Mike? Hey, this is Nico from Idaho. I forgot to call in and offer my services. Okay. Okay. I was going to do this today, and then I got busy, and then I forgot, and boom, I just remembered. Um, yes, if we are going to have some some backyard, like, anchorman-type back alley brawl, I am totally in. Okay. I know I got, like, a high-pitched voice, you know, and sometimes people that, you know, you, like, talk to people for your work, and then you see them a year later, like, oh, I didn't think you looked like that. I get that. I'm kind of a big guy. Not, I'm not huge. I'm, like, six. Six one, I'm like 260. My playing weight was like 235 because that's when I was in shape. You know, I'm I'm over 50, so I got some I got some I got some insulation. You know, a lot of meats, a lot of a lot of meats coming sure, on sure. in my face. But um, so yes, I'm down. I'm Italian and Irish, so I, I like to fight. And you know, Irish people will fight anyone. Yeah. And then Italian people like to stick you in a trunk and make you sleep with the fishes. You know, like Luca. Anyways, uh, like so yeah, I'm down. You know, when I was Afterwards, I'll take everybody out. I know, and you know, all the dudes, yes, there are some characters calling in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think Scrap It is on all, all their lists. But afterwards, I'll take everyone out and get everyone a beer. And I know, Ryan, you don't drink, but you could be our, our DD. Everyone needs a DD. In fact, we, we can call you Pack DD. All right, so that you're, you're now Pack DD anytime there's a brawl. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, let's do this. I, and can we like set the, can I set the calendar? Is this a sure thing? Are the other podcaster listeners gonna wimp out? I would expect they would, but I don't care. I'll still come in hot. We'll all come in hot and ready to ready to freaking throw some hands. All right, so that's all I have to say. Um, go back, go yada yada, and uh, uh hey, uh, bada bing, bada boom. As the most excited I've heard Nico ever is when he thought we were getting into a fist fight. I let, let me reiterate, um, this is not a real thing. So if you go to the draft and you start f- physically assaulting people who listen to other podcasts or other podcasters um, in my name or, or blaming me for it in any kind of capacity, uh, just let's not, all right? It was, I don't even remember how that came up. It was some kind of a hypothetical thing. I think I was just thinking about like, everybody's got their own group and it ends up being like a what is the thing you know when you're a jet you're a jet all the way i don't know i it, it spiraled all right I, I lost control of this thing nico i'm sorry i don't want to fight anybody i'm not i'm not i mean it, you know i mean something crazy happens i hope you got my back i'm just saying i just don't don't attack people nico all right i mean we'll we'll hang out if it gets crazy uh we'll 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 deal with it but hopefully it doesn't because i mean it's uh it's a packers thing of all places that you would expect to not get super crazy it would be amongst packer fans uh, i'm nervous to play nico's next call please don't don't get me in trouble oh boy ryan how the heck are you i'm great nico. Uh, 
So I called in last night to give my like undying affection <laughs> and support to the death brawl that's clearly yeah, going to yeah, happen yeah. Uh, at the draft in 25. Yeah. I'm very excited. You know, thinking of ideas, you know, places to put people. But anyways, and then drinking. Jersey Mike called in and like stabbed me in the heart, like saying he doesn't want to go there. And I, I don't know. Kind of confused now, but, um, I mean, I guess he sort of, maybe he was just double speaking because at first he was like, I will not get involved in any altercation. It is not worth it. Like maybe his wife listens to the podcast. <laughs> or his you need to call him and tell him you're not doing that. But then he's like, hey, but you know, like if stuff goes down, you know, I got you. So maybe he's, I guess, I guess. I'm wrong. He didn't. He didn't say he's not going to jump. Get involved. We do need to uh, hear from Joe's janitor. I feel like mm-hmm. Joe would would just enjoy it. Uh, even uh, Chuck or Bob, you know. Those- Joe does talk, or at least he used to talk a lot about uh, getting into physical altercations, especially with young children, um, beating them up for being stupid and whatnot. But um, there th- there was a point in time where I felt like the guy had a bit of a temper, so it seems like he might be a good guy to have on your side. I don't I don't know if he's put those days behind him or not, but you know, I'm just I'm just saying. Truckers, they <laughs> they uh, he's probably he probably hop out of his cab with a couple ARs and just mow some people down. So uh, I was thinking like over the top, you know, trucker arm wrestling, whatever, but also also that. Again, getting me in trouble. Not that I'm advocating no. the unaliving of anybody, Mm-mm. right? Because I would never admit to that. Definitely. But I'm Italian, like I mentioned. So I, I know how to put stuff away. Get Is it. that the right way to say it? I, I don't clean know. Stuff I'm not up, Italian, right? so I don't know. I'm not saying I've ever done that either. I would never admit to that in public. But, you know, maybe it's just, it's in the blood, you know. We know where to put stuff. So, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, also, another question. That was kind of dark. I know. So I, you know, when I played football, I played mostly offense, played some defense. Really liked it, but I just never got a chance because defense was always stacked with starters. Um, and like I know the difference between a receiver and a cornerback because cornerbacks are fast but just can't catch the ball. Right. But how do you take a six-five, three hundred-pound dude and say, "Well, you're an offensive lineman and you're a defensive lineman"? Is it just that offensive linemen have to be smarter? Um, because I know you got to be pretty smart to be an offensive lineman, and sometimes the defense you can just say go get ball and that works. So I've always kind of wondered what the difference is, and that's kind of what I've gleaned. It's the, it's the like you got to kind of be smart thing. I don't know if that's entirely true. If there are any other factors, because to do either you have to be mobile and you have to be able to, you know, have physical attributes that they're all very similar. So is it just the brain thing? So I don't know. I was kind of wondering that. Um, other than that. Uh, I'm just going to say go pack the other Don't kill anybody. Well, I'd probably get in trouble for saying that, um, you know, corners are wide receivers that can't catch and defensive linemen are offensive linemen that, you know, aren't smart. But, uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Could be. I, I thought I remember somebody had said something along those lines. I don't know if it was uh, it was you or if it was at an actual adage or whatever, but I doubt it. Because again, you you can't uh, you you can make fun of somebody for about anything when it comes to the draft. You know they're they're too short, they're too this, or they don't have long enough arms. But you mention their intelligence, you're in big trouble. So um, I'm just going to sidestep that one. I probably should play 
Jersey Mike's call because it might be about fighting again. And, uh, you know, we got to make sure that we're up to date on that. But I'm going to go. We've got only two calls. So if we're going to do this again tomorrow, make sure you get your calls in. Otherwise, you know, we'll do it when we do it. Uh, too old for this. I appreciate your engagement, hanging out with the uh, dropping the office references. But you guys have a good rest of your day. Thanks again to Ticket King. And uh, I will catch you tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Have a good one. Bye-bye.